All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Anyone not receive an outline? Copy of an outline? They've got it there. Praise the Lord. What a tremendous message, huh? Seeing too many friends. All right. Is pastor, pastors, are they both here? <laughs> when did the change? When did Brother Justin? Sunday a week ago. Wow. I've been praying for y'all. I know that's. I got it? Yeah, am I on? Security, help me, please, this man. Okay. Uh, Pastor Much, you are here? Okay, good. Praise the Lord. A person that, uh, I'll say this while they're passing the rest of these out, that I've looked to for many years when it comes to big days, special occasions, big events. And uh, Pastor Mutchler, um, you do very wise to reach out to him and have him in to, to help with that. Phenomenal. All right, we already prayed, so we'll, we'll just get right into this. Um, it ties in with what we've heard this week, uh, last night phenomenal message we just left another one and weren't those events that's life-changing um, somebody tell me a time that you look back on that you say meeting activity event revival that God used that to change me what was it you don't have to get details just when I was a teenager or when I was a young couple or just got into it please Dodgeball tournament. Somebody organized, somebody put it together, and uh, was it the preaching or was it a person that hit you in the head with a dodge? Okay, so there's a preaching part, okay. And um, so that event, yes, sir, Brother Long, a revival. Um, all these events, they mean something, especially when you walk away saying, that changed me. Um, my wife and I, as a dating couple, started sharing stories and we were right there about to get engaged. She was just about to ask me to marry her. And so, just waking you up before lunch. But anyway, the, um, we were sharing stories. And I said, Jenny, tell me about, uh, you know, your call to surrender to full-time service or what have you. She starts sharing a story about a Tuesday night at Triple S Christian Ranch in Rosebud, Arkansas. And if you don't know Arkansas, uh, Rosebud... Here's Arkansas, and Rosebud is just, it's the Iraq of America, okay? And hey, Brother Herdman, how are you? And it's just in the middle of nowhere, but uh, we grew up going, that's where we went to camp every year, and Dr. Johnny Pope was preaching that night, and of course, he's, he's my hero and, and one of my heroes for sure. I was called to preach under him, and, and that night she said, she's describing this whole time, and I said, wait a minute. She said, yeah, it was that night, and she pointed to a side under the tent there, where she said, I surrendered to marry a, a preacher. And uh, her mom had passed away. Jenny was 15. Her mom was taking some bus kids home in a van on a Sunday, had an accident. And so she just is a strong, strong lady. And uh, she's describing it. And I said, that was the same night. And I described the tent. And I, you know, I'd gone to the camp. I thought I'd met all the young ladies at camp and somehow I missed her. Amen. We do it biblically. I was checking out the babes in Christ. But um, we, you know, but to share that story and that was an event. I'm very thankful at that time. Dr. John Bishop organized, planned, put together. 
And so as we talk about this, just very practical, and I am not trying to insult anyone's intelligence. So there's some things that are just nuts and bolts, and you're like, come on, man, we do that. But uh, I do know this, if we do not plan events, if we do not plan meetings, we're going to fail at a great opportunity to reach that young man, that young lady, to help that couple, to help that marriage. Psalm 85, 6 says this, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And just to have a practical application here, I, I want to be revived. I, I want to, you know, as uh, uh, Brother Sisk said in his message uh, this morning, uh, don't just leave and say, well, what a great meeting. And yeah, we all went to Mecca and we met again and we did our annual journey and now we're good. Um, I want to leave with many things ready to run. And uh, the staff hates it when I go to things like this because I've already, I sent five emails during the service. Sorry, um, I text during preaching, but uh, that's why God called some of us to preach because we're horrible members. But, uh, you know, and they'll like it because I like, guess what we get to do because I think that'll work and I think that'll work and that just doesn't fit us. Um, Jenny and I went to Hawaii. Uh, she's always wanted to go, so I saved up. We went uh, last year on a trip and uh, Brother King, who's here, we went to his church and uh, I, we're walking in and we're guests and they put that lay around us and I thought, oh, well, thank you. And so why? I didn't realize they only did that the first time guest and everybody and their brother was walking up to us. Hi, how are you? Are you? And I thought, man, these people are really nice. And then it dawned on me, us and six other people that wait a minute. So, but that doesn't work in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. As a guest comes in, can we have you wear this? Like, why? Is it Honolulu Sunday or something like that? And so some ideas may work. Some ideas may not. Um, many times, if we just try to mirror everything we see, it's not, it's not going to work for us. And so, and, and you know that what works for you, um, run with it for sure. Uh, just give you some ideas, and, and y'all have so many things you do. I'm sure at your churches, um, these are just some things uh, that we try to do. Uh, my wife does a ladies' getaway, and she had an idea of just taking our ladies and uh, to go. Of course, the men are like, well, how long are you going to be gone? And are you taking the children with you? You know, so there's a lot of issues you have to deal with. But uh, so she took two days and, and they go to the beach. And I'm sorry, we're fundamentalists. They went to the coast. Uh, but uh, they all went to the beach. And so they go down there for two days and they just hold sessions. And I think that she had close to 100 ladies that went this last time. And uh, she plans it. It's detailed and, and all of that. And uh, Brother Doug Ruck, who's here, uh, he does a lot of our printing and different things like that. So I'm always bugging him at the last second. Hey, Brother Doug, I have this great idea. And I want to surprise the ladies with a gift and get it sent there. Yeah, when is it? Well, it's actually going on right now. Is there any way, you know, so you know how uh, preachers are. But um, that's an event that has worked really well. Um, family night. That's uh, uh, Thanksgiving. We always take that midweek uh, service. And um, two of my sons are here, uh, Stephen and, and Scotty Phillips at the house. Somebody's got to work. But uh, they, Scotty organizes all of our big events. And, and, uh, but we take that Tuesday night. We put lights up on the football field. We have a flag football game. We have hay rides. We have, you know, desserts. And we just, I mean, we just have a good time with it. And, um, and I, I do, we do have service for four minutes. And so, so we, had, we had church, amen. And we all got together and we voted that that's what we're going to do. So that's our family fun night. Um, our teenagers, 
Um, of course, anything you can do with young people. We have a spring revival, a fall revival. Uh, we have our youth conference every year, and uh, the Lord just has blessed. But those events, okay, for instance, um, we did a, a school camp. We started that uh, about four years ago, and a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, Brother Chris Teff, comes in every year and does a great job uh, with that. But our, we have a week of school, and then we load up 6th through 12th grade, and we go to a camp. And maybe y'all do that, but that was, they had not done that there. And so it changes, I mean, just changes our school year. And this year we took our 6th to 12th grade, and so there's 175 of us and then plus staff. And so we went and rented a campground, and uh, man, we had revival. And you know how it is with young people. It's like, man, we don't want to go home because you're going to go back to your parents, and they're going to throw out everything that you just did. And so it's like, here we go. And so they'll be on that high till about November. And so then we'll have a, a fall revival, get them back on another spiritual high, and that'll last till the spring revival. And then we'll, you know, and so that, that ebbs and flows. But these events are, are big. Um, kids Blast is something that, of course, like many churches, uh, the 12 weeks throughout the summer, every Wednesday night, uh, the kids have their... Uh, things that are going on. I love to go in there to start it and uh, sing the crazy songs. And I'm not good with staying with children. I'm really good at getting them excited. And I get them candy and I get them laughing. I get them like climbing the walls. I'm like, okay, I have to go with the adults now. Bye. And so I leave. And But that's what Kids Blast is about. Our Liberty Kids and, and events. And I'm just showing these and then we'll get into some practical things here. But our Liberty Kids, um, from the time a, a couple walks in your church, in your ministry, from the nursery, and, and we all, this is our desire, till they step into glory. If the Lord tarries is coming, we want to have something for them every time. Because just like this, if you're like me, I walked out of there saying, wow, let's not just stay off the road of sin. Let's stay off the road of the road of the road that leads. Man, let's, and I want to make sure every event that we have says something that helps us. I, I want every Sunday for our kids to leave. I want every camp for our young people to leave. I want every couple's retreat. Uh, if, if you don't do those, do them. Uh, couples retreat. It, it's, it's a revival uh, for our couples. Uh, we did a singles, uh, single adult retreat for our college age. And we took them to Atlanta for a couple days and just had, had some sessions there. But then it's, it's not all. I mean, our, our people know me. I'm, I'm in the Word. I want to get in the Word. But we're going to have some fun while we're at it. And uh, we're not monks. We don't go up to a hill and never to speak to anyone again. And we don't, we don't look at anyone. And it's like, no, we're going to have a good time. And, but we're also going to get in the Word. We're also going to enjoy because I want to leave as full as we can. Uh, we had a men's activity the other night. Uh, we grilled 150 ribeyes, and oh my, so we nothing. One of the men in our church grilled 150 ribeyes and uh, did a phenomenal job. And we had axe throwing. We had, of course, cornholes. Anybody, y'all play cornhole out here? Okay. I'd never heard of it until I went to North Carolina, and I was like, what in the that is so dumb. And now, you know, everyone's got their own board. <laughs> it's, it's like the coolest thing. And I'm waiting to get on ESPN too. But uh, it's like fun. But um, with all those men and then to take the last 28 minutes and let's get in the word. Let's pray together. Let's, let's get the strength of our church. Because here's the idea. All of these little events that you're focusing on, that you're preparing for, that when the kids come down to the Liberty Kit, they need to see 
bright colors. They need to see happy faces. They don't need to say, get in there and sit down. And, you know, uh, parents want to know my kids loved. They're cared for. Uh, th this is big to you because if it's big to you, then I'll, I'll be back. And uh, I want to know that you're investing uh, in them. And so, um, but men's thing and, and, and all of that. We have a new one that we're having next month for the first time, um, our business leaders meeting. Um, um, Brother Eddie Wilson, a good friend and, and a great preacher and a good missions-minded man, uh, he's going to be speaking for us. And Kevin Harrington uh, from Shark Tank, I met him at a cowboy game last year, and we just hit it off, so he's going to be speaking too. And so he didn't give me no money, but anyway. Uh, but uh, So this is an event, uh, for instance, how we have promoted this. Uh, Eddie is, uh, is, is uh, said, a good man of God, a good uh, preacher on missions, and I'd encourage you to reach out to him. But he has written a book. And so we took that book uh, a couple Sundays ago and had all of our businessmen and ladies that wanted to be a part of that pick up a book. And that's a free invite to your boss, to a co-worker, and give that book to them as an invitation. Say, look, our church bought this book for you. Just want to invite you to come to, to this event. And uh, every event has Christ wrapped around it. So when we're done sharing about, uh, as those men speak about business, uh, Kevin, uh, I, don't, I don't know there's a believer yet, and we're, we're praying for that and working on it, but uh, still give things on business and still uh, point them the, the right way as far as money. But uh, Eddie will also give the gospel, and I will as well at the end, because now we've got coworkers there. Now we have people that uh, I've already had quite a few of our folks, hey, my boss will be there, um, praying for him to get saved or uh, praying for her to get saved. And, and uh, that, that's the way it ought to be. Um, one of our, and, and all of y'all have stories, I'm sure, with your uh, uh, churches as well, but uh, one of our men invited his boss to come to church, and uh, this lady's Catholic her whole life, and her first service in our church, and we got Joe Arthur preaching, and I thought, oh, my Lanta, I don't know if <laughs> she, she fixing it. Mm, yeah, he ain't the Pope. Here we go. And uh, if anyone knows Brother Joe, he is wound up all the time. Like he's, I, he gets out of the car floating across the parking lot ready to preach, you know. And so he, and she came to me afterwards and said, is that what goes on around here every week? And I said, no, he's only here for tonight. But uh, yeah, that's what happens though. We, we have church. She went, wow, kind of like the, the football coach. Um, I was like, never been to one of these Baptist things before. And <laughs> Disney and, you know, then there's dents on this pulpit. What do y'all do around here? And I thought, oh, if he only knew. But uh, anyway, uh, but, you know, so for them to be able to get in and, and, and she's, she's not missed. And uh, her son Grayson uh, got saved and uh, talking to him about baptism. And so it's just, it's amazing uh, to see God. do. But that's the events. That's how it works. So let's look at them, big events. Meet with your ministry heads early in the year and look at the calendar together. Find out, you know, th this is going to work for this time of year. Um, again, don't try to, to mirror every ministry. Social media is good and then it's bad. It's good. I'm not talking about the evil part of it. I'm saying it's good because you can rejoice, and I think you ought to use it for that. It's bad if you're thinking, well, i got to do what they're doing. No, we don't. Uh, you be you, I'll be me. And uh, if you don't like something we do, just don't look at it. And so, you know, but uh, look at those things, but find out what fits uh, with your calendar as you're putting that together. And where I have, I think, are the greatest ideas in the world. Well, it's nice to have the person in there that's actually going to have to <laughs> roll up their sleeves and, hey, wouldn't y'all love to have a thousand on buses? Sure. Well, not the fellow that 
has to get the thousand on the buses and he has two buses and all the workers just quit and he's looking at you like you want to have what you know and so having those leaders in there getting their input and uh, talking talking through it uh schedule the big events first so as you're going through that calendar what are the main things okay we have a spring revival at the church that needs to be on there first uh, because let that trump, let that say, you know, that's not going to work. And why? Well, because we have this event coming up and uh, different things. Um, let's see here. Next, schedule smaller activities to help promote the big events. That's why, okay, for our youth conference, uh, that's why we have uh, different things because we're, we're building up. We're building up. We're promoting that youth conference, and that's big for us. Uh, with our couples, that's why all the uh, uh, adult classes have an activities. You know what it does? It builds up because our couples retreat, that's the big thing. That's what we're after. Um, the Lord was very kind this last year. We had 62 couples, I think it was, that went to our couples retreat. And uh, man, again, it just, it turns into one of those revivals and it's just good. And uh, and again, I, I'm, I don't do a lot of things, I'm sure exactly how we're supposed to and a lot of things I didn't pick up in college I should have went to more classes but uh, you know I'm probably the only guy the other night in church I found out one of our uh, staff members they were celebrating the 30th anniversary or something like that and uh, so everybody's saying happy birthday and everything is that like, you're celebrating what and it was a Sunday night and I said uh, hey y'all I may think they ought not be in church like they just heard a song so they should go ahead and go so gave him a credit card, said, y'all get out of here. You had church, all in favor say aye. And uh, everybody's aye. And then the ones that are, you know, some people are like, are they allowed to do this? And it's like, yeah, uh, get them out of there. But you know, I'm, I'm just, those big events, that's what your little events build up uh, towards that. And it's very important. Uh, promote each main event uh, from the pulpit and make it big. And of course, if you're not the pastor, you know, Make sure he doesn't mind or get in there a few minutes before church starts and then you can have the pulpit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but promote each main event from the pulpit. What's important to us will be important to them. I, I love soul winning. I'm not good at it. My dad's the soul winner. I mean, like, he is a soul winning machine. Um, I, but, but I enjoy it. I love it. I love, I love going. You know what? As long as I'm going, it's interesting. I turn around and there's about 112 people every week that are going so in it because I'm enjoying it. So they kind of like, oh, well, if you, if you like it, I guess we'll do it too. They're going to enjoy what you enjoy. Um, anybody have an activity that bombed? Oh, and there's nothing more embarrassing than like, this is going to be the best. It's like, wow, this did not turn out well at all. And we've got uh, about 120,000 extra Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I don't know what we're going to do with them. Amen. But just promote it. Just, just, just push the activity best you can. Ask your people to register early. It's never going to happen, but go ahead and ask, all right? Um, it's kind of like listening to announcements. Nobody does. But ask them to register early um, for that. And then take pictures of the event and have them ready for the following Sunday. We try to put together, uh, my son Stephen that's here, he does all of our media uh, there at the church. And what we do is we try to have a video. We try to have uh, pictures. We try to have something good because, you know, people didn't protest your event. It's not like they're, you know, they're anti you. Um, they just didn't make it. They were sick. They had to work. They had something going on. But I love when you have things as they're walking into church and there's, there's pictures scrolling about the activity that we just had, 
uh, like I said, with the men's activity. Uh, there's pictures of the axe throwing. There's pictures of the men just fellowshipping, uh, playing three-on-three three or whatever, and then the Bible study time or the prayer time. Th there's nothing greater than to have that showing. And I'll tell you what, people are like, oh, man, yeah, we should have went. Uh, we budget our couple's retreat. And uh, we try to make it as cheap as possible. Right now, I've got it down to $100 a couple uh, for the entire retreat. And the goal is to make it free um, because I believe in our marriages. And we spend a lot of money uh, for them to get away, to go to Myrtle Beach or go to Atlantic Beach or wherever, Vegas. Uh, no, not really. Um, but uh, to go somewhere for those two days and get in a really nice hotel to have all that we can have to throw at it because I believe in those homes. So when they come back, man, to see the pictures and it's like, wow, well, y'all had a good time. And again, they had jobs. They weren't able to make it or whatever. Uh, but to, to have that where they can see that is, is really important, I believe. Um, and then, of course, have a follow-up meeting and you find out what doesn't work um, after each event and thinking, okay, what, uh, what, what happened? What didn't happen? What should we have done? You know, none of us are perfect. Um, and I, I hope our, our, the staff that we get to serve together, no one serves a man, we work together. And I tell them all the time, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going, I'm going to mess things up more than, than I succeed. So talk to me. Uh, what do we need to fix? What do we need to add? And I love to hear ideas. We, we, nobody, I, I don't, I can't say nobody. I don't want a group of people when they walk in the door, everyone's like, you know, what do y'all think about, oh, that's the best idea ever, you know. Come on, I'm human. People got bad ideas. Um, now, there are sometimes, I'm thinking of a meeting specifically that two of the men are in here now, but uh, we're sitting there after it was done, and I, and I always do the same thing. I, I, I traveled with tour groups, Jenny and I did, for seven years. And uh, just to set the stage here for what we, do, what we do with our meetings, but second week of tour, I always did the same thing. Pull the tour groups in. All right. Let's sit down. We made sure we weren't around any church people or any, you know, wherever we're at. It's just us. Okay. What's wrong with our group? And, of course, there, it, it's like that. Everyone's just. And then there's always the spiritual one. Mm, maybe we could pray more. Like, okay. So far we've got a Pharisee talking. What else is wrong with our group? And uh, Brother John Barnes traveled with me one year for a tour. And I was like, okay, okay, let's keep. And then you, you, I, keep, I keep pushing. I want to know what's wrong with us. There's got to be something wrong with us. We are human. And I remember the one time one of the guys went, he can't sing. And I'm like, well, you're right on that. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. We still had seven weeks left. But I was like, okay, what else is wrong with us? And then once somebody opens a door, now it's on. It's like, well, if you will, then let me tell you what's wrong with this group. And boy, it gets down to the nitty gritty. Amen. And then when we're done with all that, we list it all down. And we'll talk. Is he right or wrong? Uh, yeah. I need to do this better. I need to do that better. Yeah, we're not doing it. Okay. And there's some things that are right, some things that are wrong. Now, what's right with our group? Because I always want to end on a positive. Well, I think we're a very honest group. Yes, we are. We are now. And yeah, let's write it down. So we have follow-up meetings. And uh, we had one not too long ago. Hey, so what did we not like about this event? And... <laughs> Well, I'll throw him under the bus. Uh, coaching mom was like, well, I'll tell you, I didn't understand. And he just started going through it. And I knew how hard it was going to hit somebody else. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. But, hey, let's speak as men and uh, ladies. And we're sitting around the table. It's like, 
Hey, we're grown people. I have one short life, okay? I, this may be my last time to speak about anything. I may die on the way home today. I don't know. And uh, I want to make sure I give it all for the glory of God. And I want to make sure we do everything to please Him. So let's talk. I've uh, only been there nine years, but I told our people when I went there, if we just keep doing things just because that's the way we've always done it here, Pastor. They all dip. And uh, that's the way we've always done it here. Well, that's how things die. So we may need to try something a little different. And uh, I tell our people, uh, I told them when I came there, I said, listen, unless it violates Scripture, we're going to try it. Just so you know. So if it, if it violates Scripture, we ain't going to try it. But if, if it doesn't, man, we, we may try it. So y'all bear with me. And on our fifth anniversary, uh, that's when I kind of woke up with, oh, boy. And I, I preached a message just thanking the people for staying in church. And I was like, y'all been so kind because we tried everything. And Jay and I saved up to give everybody a $5 bill for our fifth anniversary. So as they left, everyone got a $5 bill. And, uh, of course, one of the deacons said, man, I can't wait to our 20th anniversary. I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to work because somehow we had a big day that day. And it really, it was, it was bad. Um, so those are... Uh, the different events. Now, special meetings. And I'm trying to run through this uh, quickly because there's so much and then give you some time if you have any uh, ideas or questions or maybe some things that will help us together. So now we have special meetings. How do you choose a speaker or speakers? Obviously, a lot of prayer and, um, and trust in the leadership, the pastor. And, but, but what do we need? The speaker or speakers, it, it's... I think we're, this is our safe zone right here. Um, it used to be, I, I don't feel this as much. It's still a little bit out there, but, you know, our world, we're not as important as we think we are. We all know that, right? Just stop somebody at a grocery store today and say, do you know my name? <laughs> really? I mean, come on. Uh, we're not as important. Our world is like, like that. And so, but it used to be, uh, if you were not from this school, well, we can't have you preach at our youth thing because then uh, it's like, uh, so we totally forgot that we're trying to help that young person more than we were who you connected with. And we're forgetting about the good old buddy system and all that mess. So, you know, who you have and, and to be involved. And so just to list them, you have a, what evangelist, what pastor, what missionary, and what children's worker, as far as for this event. I was at a meeting two weeks ago, Brother Shetler and I were speaking down in Florida, and Scotty was preaching there as well. And they had uh, Brother Ed Dunlop. Anybody know Brother Ed? And uh, man, he's been in children's ministry forever. I had not seen him in years. I mean years. And so, but the pastor very wisely, he was having a recharge conference, and, and, uh, but he brought him in to have a, a whole different revival with the kids. And so what they did at the beginning, we all were in the, uh, they all tore them together and then we sang and all that. And then he got up for about five minutes and then took all the kids over there and uh, he had to babysit till we were done preaching. And I felt really bad for him because we had a really good service. So we stayed a little while. But uh, I, that was such a great idea. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we need to do that because kids need revival just as much as adults do, and just as much as teenagers do. And so just thinking that through, what evangelist would you have to speak, or a pastor, or missionary? And so many people can, can help with that event. And then how do you organize that meeting? How do you organize it? What needs to be in this? Um, it's more than you're just going to run an advertisement in a paper, okay? 
You can't just trust social media and then they're all going to show up. Um, that's not how it works. Um, boy, and I got some stories running through my mind right now. So how do we organize it? First of all, an allot- have an allotment for the meeting in the church budget. So that's why, as we said earlier, we're planning uh, these meetings and we're looking at our calendar. I'm putting that event on the calendar. And so now I have to find out, ooh, what's this going to cost? Let's back it up. So I'm bringing in how many speakers? Are they flying or driving? I need to put them up in a hotel. I need to feed them. I need to take care of them properly. For us, whenever a pastor comes, I want to send something to his wife and uh, to thank her uh, from Jenny and I just saying thank you for allowing your husband to take time uh, to be with us. And uh, if they have kids, I, I'm, I'm a preacher's kid. And uh, anytime a preacher's kid shows up with his dad, uh, I travel with my dad every week of the world that I could. He let me skip school to go with him, then I'm doing it. So we take up a love offering right there for the, for the preacher's kid. And I let him know, look, this ain't for your mama, this ain't for your daddy. 10% goes to the Lord, but the rest of it's yours, man. And I think the last one, he was seven years old, and he walked out with 350 bucks, and he thought he had a million dollars in his hand. I'm like, it's all yours. And, uh, boy, will never forget me. But, uh, you know, I, I want to take care of that. So what is it that you can or can't do? And, and it's, it's, it doesn't mean that we're one's better or this or that. Just sit down and, you know, and put it together because there's nothing worse than uh, our first meeting. Uh, Jenny and I traveled in evangelism for 12 years, and um, one of my first meetings drove, uh, I shouldn't say Arkansas, somebody might be from there, drove to Arkansas and uh, finished preaching. It was a horrible message, but finished preaching, and three-quarters of the crowd's gone. And the pastor's over by the door, oh, and he holds up an offering plate. Hey, if y'all want to put anything in for Brother Gray, go ahead. And, and tossed it at the door. And I was like, oh, boy, I hope the rich people have been hanging around. Amen. And so afterwards, we get in the car. And uh, if, if you married couples, you ever think something's funny and your spouse does not? And the more you laugh, the madder they get. And I just remember the pastor handed me an envelope. And when the envelope jingles... Okay, for an evangelist, that's not a good sound. I, we don't like to hear jingle. And uh, so I put that in my pocket. So we get in the car at Nissan Sentra. had about a half a tank of gas. And thank God Arkansas's up here. Texas was down there. I was just coasting downhill. And I was like, oh, boy. And I'll never forget, Jane said, hey, how'd the meeting go? I was like, you were there. She goes, no, no, no. And she points at my pocket. Says, oh. So I hand it to her. Well, she hears the same that I heard, and we're new. She opens that thing up, $2.35. The minute she told me that, I started laughing. I mean, what do you do? $2.35? And she's not happy. I love my wife. She's the best in the world, and this is not her spirit. You're going to get a bad picture of her, but uh, just don't cross her. And no, but uh, she's, the, she's the, the best. She's the prettiest. That's why I married her and led her to Christ later. But, um, but so she's, she's like, Scott. So the more I laugh, the matter she got. And I was like, she goes, what are you laughing about? And I said, my message wasn't even worth a happy meal. This is, and is this what evangelism is? You know, no one had cell phones in, so I went and got a payphone and used 35 cents of that uh, to call my dad. It's like, hey, if I don't make it home tonight, come get me. Uh, but you, you need to do better than that. Uh, so uh, an allotment. Find out what it costs. Just, just write it out. Hey, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But I'll tell you what. Scripture says, he that 
The Bible, uh, God says in Romans, if you'll take care of that which is least, what is the least thing in God's economy? Money. He has a street of gold. God does not stress over money. He said, if you'll take care of that which is least, I'll give you that which is much. What is the greatest thing in God's economy? The soul of a man. He let his son die. So if you'll take care of the money and not be, hey, y'all, mm-mm, if we'll do that. Anyway, not preaching, teaching. Here we go. Uh, plan for special music that fits the services. Boy, how many services have I been to? And we're singing like children's songs, and this is in a Bible conference or a revival, or it's like, you know, in, right, out, right, just doesn't fit, okay? The wheels on the bus, uh, probably not going to be a good one to choose, all right? So finding music that fits um, is so important, and, and I appreciate, of course, what happens here and, and at, at, at your churches as well. Um, next, prepare for God to meet. Prepare for God to meet. Um, years ago, and I was a, a, a kid, I don't remember all the details, I just remember Dad telling the story. I was there, I saw the crowds. Dr. Curtis Hudson preached on a, a Sunday morning for us, and um, there was, I, I'm, no exaggeration, there was 100 plus people that walked the aisle and um, to be dealt with, and we weren't ready. And I remember seeing the crowd, I thought, man, this is great, you know, I was just a kid. But then found out later, and uh, that, that's where it, it sold my day. He said, that'll never happen again. Never happen again. He said, we will be ready. We pray for Pentecost, and we don't have any altar workers. No baptistry robes. Plants in the baptistry. Um, decision cards. Anybody got a pen? I mean, we, we, we pray for it. And so, but we're not ready. So prepare for God to meet at these events. Now, uh, next, how do I involve the people? Involving the people. Because pastor, assistant pastor, it's the bus banquet, it's the kids' activity. It's not just a one-man show. I want to get as many people involved as I can. Um, one, is you're just going to make sure everything's covered and every area is dealt with, but involving the people. First of all, announce it as early as possible. I mean, right away, uh, start announcing the meeting, letting them know that uh, it's, it's coming up. Then encourage them to invite friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers. Now, I'm not trying to get involved in the, the, the policies of your church. What we do at Liberty is everything's an outreach. Everything. If it's not attached to soul winning, I don't want to do it. It's a waste of time. And so that is why with our ladies getaway, I encourage our ladies, hey, invite coworkers. Now, it's not for single men to go on the ladies getaway. Okay, it has to be ladies only. And so, but invite your boss, invite your neighbor, invite your friends. And that's what it's about. Man, we've had ladies saved at the ladies getaway. Because they'll ask, hey, uh, Miss Jenny, I've got my friend comes out. She's like, yeah, bring them on. I'll put them on the list. They'll register. It'd be great. And they get there. They've never been anything like this before. Boy, they're having trouble at home, and they're having trouble with their kids and their husband. They're about to kill him. They done killed the first three, and the one they're living with is not their husband. And so they just show up, and all of a sudden they see all these women praying and spending time with the Word and having fun together, shopping and all of a sudden, man, they get, it, it's amazing. So encourage them uh, to invite and get them in. Um, uh, another thing, next, have scheduled times of prayer for the meeting. Have scheduled times of prayer for the meeting. Nothing like teenagers getting together and praying. Nothing like it. Um, nothing like seeing couples pray together. It's sad that, it, that it's, it's weird, but he said my, house should be, my father's house should be called a house of prayer. 
And so I think that's very important. Um, next, quickly, watch them in the time. Executing the meeting. Uh, so now it's here. And um, I don't know if y'all stress. I don't know where you're at. My brother-in-law is just as calm as can be. If he were here, this building all of a sudden caught fire, Tim would be like, well, I guess we need to go ahead and go. Where's the exit? Here we go. Where I'm like, I'm tipping tables all the time. I mean, I'm like Jesus in the, you know, with the whip. And I'm like, what? Everything's got to be either exciting or, you know, to sit in a service and just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so I'm the extreme of that. But so where, yes, you need to plan. And if you'll prepare properly, it'll help you not to be nervous. But any of y'all still, you're the nervous kind. Okay. My dad's the most confident man in the world behind the pulpit, and he's the most insecure man one-on-one. And I remember the first time we, he built a balcony. I don't know, that thing sat probably five, 600 people. And, um, and so we were having a big conference, and my brother and I were just being good preacher's kids. I know there's preacher's kids in here, so yeah, we're evil. It is what it is. And we should have a conference just for preacher's kids, just swap stories, you know. But uh, so we're on staff, and dad, dad's like, oh, guys, we got to, we got to, boy, you think, you think people are coming? You think it's going to be full? Well, I start, I was like, dad, I got a few calls today. People aren't coming. They're just not coming this year. What? And so I just went on. I didn't think much about it. And uh, so next thing I know, my dad's all nervous. Ain't nobody coming to this meeting. And we just built this big old balcony. It's going to be empty. So now we're running the buses. I found that out after the meeting. So 30 plus vehicles are leaving our property on that Monday to go pick up all of our riders because he wants that building full. And I'm thinking, no. So now we're trying to talk him out of it. I'm like, Dad, we were just kidding. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Ain't nobody coming. We got to fill that place up. I thought, oh, dear Lord. Um, and the reason why I was against it, I love the bus ministry, but my route went to Bossier, Louisiana, which was 80 miles one way. And so that night I drove, picked up 60-plus kids. We drove back to pull on the property to see it jam-packed. We couldn't even park the buses. And I'm so mad. So I pull around, righteously indignant, and so I pull around to see our bus director um, say, "Uh uh-oh, my battery's dying. Um, Our bus director say, hey, uh, we're going to have a bus parade. They unload, they walk across the platform, get back on the bus, and y'all go home. And I thought, oh, no, this is not going to be good. So how do we execute the meeting? Here we go. Enjoy each service. Enjoy each service. Do not let time... um, I don't know how much time I got on here. I'll just give it to you if it dies. Enjoy each service. Man, to walk in to that opening, um, thinking of the different areas, you know, with the men's thing. I, I, I can't, I hate, I can't stand negative. But you always have those people. You know, we have 150 ribeyes to hear my first man say, man, it's going to be sad throwing half of them away run the buses and so uh but i you know i, I don't want to hear somebody you, you think it'll work you think that no no i i don't want to hear it. i'm not even listening you know to me uh-uh now i i can put up with it with church people if you work there don't you start that mess and if you're going to have something negative you better have five positive things to tell me about why it will work and you're going to figure out how to make it happen amen enjoy i'm going to enjoy the service next bring your best effort to each service i've been at things where they're waiting till the final it's kind of like going to any teen camp the meals are horrible till thursday night everybody know what i'm talking about or whatever bible college you went to here's something that's common amongst all bible colleges 
cafeteria steps it up when the guests show up on property. Amen. And so <laughs> it is what it is. And you don't, I don't want to save it until, oh, this one's going to be good. Nothing worse in the world than be at a youth meeting and they spend the entire time announcing next year's youth meeting. And that's on Monday night when it first got started. It's like, wow, why did we even show up to this one? We should just go home and can't wait for next year. At least now they wait to the end of the conference going, guess what? We are having this next year and here are the dates. Nothing wrong with that, but bring your best effort to each service. Next, very quickly, uh, do not let it end with the last service. No, it doesn't end there. That, that's not where it's just all of a sudden we did all this work for it to stop. I mentioned um, Pastor Mutchler uh, a few minutes ago, and here's something that he taught me. Prepare a time to celebrate what God did during the meeting. We work, we plan, we labor. Okay, our church is celebrating 100 years this year. Started in 1922. I was not there, and, uh, but we're celebrating 100 years. So each month we've tried to do something special to promote. Uh, we, we brought men back that served at Liberty and now they're pastoring somewhere and you know, still our, our kind because you gotta be careful, uh, but we're bringing them and their wife back and each month giving them a Sunday, letting them preach and honor them, remembering their uh, ministry that they served in while they were there. And so trying to do that. Uh, we had a youth reunion banquet and we put stuff out there. If you've ever been a teenager at Liberty, and I didn't know what was going to happen that night, but we had a great crowd that showed up, and we honored our youth pastor and his wife. Uh, Brother Randy Yeoman's been serving there for 27 years, and uh, we gave him a, a check and gave her and him a check for $1,000 a year that they served. And so we gave him a, a check for $27,000, told him don't cash it to another five years. But uh, no, but we honored them, and we're trying to do different things like that um, because I want us to celebrate the actual date will be November 20th and for our homecoming. And uh, Preacher Jack Cox was there for 30 years before me. He and Miss Renee, best people in the world, and uh, just love him and pray for him. He's, he's struggling uh, physically. But I, I love to honor them. I love to, to bring them in. And we'll have a big day that day. And uh, we want to find a way. How do we celebrate? Okay? Because we've got people that can no longer physically be there. But if it wasn't for them giving, if it wasn't for them building, we wouldn't have those buildings we're in. We wouldn't have that property we're in. And man, just something Brother Paulie said last night about being a teenage boy and preaching a uh, prayer cottage meetings. I've always heard, I had no idea what he was talking about. But I jotted down last night, nope, we're having church in all the shut-ins homes. So that was one of the emails. Told our music man, get some groups together. We're going in their homes and we're going to have church at their house. And I'm going to preach to them. They don't get to show up but they watch every live stream and it breaks their hearts and we do stay in touch and they get a bulletin every week and all the different things. But I'll tell you what, I want to let them know, man, you're loved. That's a way to celebrate what God did. I mean, take it for all it's worth week after week, have testimony times, but prepare a time of celebration. These small events, big events, boy, they're so important. And uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. Any, Somebody have any ideas of something maybe you have done um, at your place or maybe some um, activities or events that just very quickly maybe be encouragement to somebody as far as something that you've done lately, it's worked, or maybe something that didn't work. Those are always fun. We had the world's, well, we tried to find out what the world's largest Sunday, ice cream Sunday was, and we, Dad found out what it was, built one six inches longer 
and our parking lot there in Texas where I grew up, real big parking lot, we had a trough all the way down to where it was and oh man, we had so much ice cream. It was, it was great idea, nastiest Sunday in the world. Those kids, we're trying to hold them back. All they can see is ice cream getting dumped in this trough. Hundreds of them are running that trough. I mean, they're just, and it's, you know, COVID started there. The, the best picture in my mind, and I wish I had a picture of it, was at the end of the trough, the nine-year-old boy off the bus is under the trough with his mouth open while this mess that hundreds have just, you know, and like, I don't even eat after my wife, okay? I don't drink after people. I don't eat after people. Our teens at the church know you pick off my plate. It's now yours. I'm going to beat you when we get back on that bus if I really love that food. But, and to, oh, he's, uh, and it's just rolling everywhere. And when he could, have, his friend would push him out and they <laughs> rotating. Great idea, but those buses were so nasty on the way home, yeah. And then the activity was cleaning the buses the next week. But um, anybody at all before we dismiss? Yes, please. Well, our pastor just, Jefferson, yep. just down the road from where you were. But we just had our biggest outreach is Outdoorsman Day. Nice. So we have hunters and things. We're rural Texas, so uh, it's been our biggest, our biggest draw. But yep. The thing we do, most people say biggest. I love it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And and do what works in your area. We do a thing called Worship Without Walls. And we rent the Durham Central Park, right downtown Durham. We take our Sunday Sunday night crowd. We just go on the Sunday evening. And we get bounce houses, put them out there. And we have our people at the different corners of the Central Park because the condominiums and everything around. And people are walking by. And we'll have singing. And and, uh, then you preach a 10-minute you love everybody type message. And, you know, we just love our liberal city. And the Lord is so good, but, uh, but gives the salvation plan and people getting saved. But, you know, um, that works tremendously in that neck of the woods. And I know that, um, you know, there's some places if PETA has their, like, their office there, you may not want to have an outdoorsman type event, um, but it, it does work. That's great. Anybody else? Please. Nice. And uh, we set up bounce houses, dunk tanks. Uh, we thought everybody would, would want to dunk the patio. It turns out all the kids want to get in the water. So, nice. Uh, hey, Council for Baptisms. That's good. <laughs> it's a big day. And uh, we gave out a little package of school supplies. Cool. And, and all that stuff for the parents. And we had canopies, tents set up where our people could witness to the parents while the kids were running around playing. And, uh, so that is awesome. You know, our people know, and I'll end with this and we'll dismiss, um, something that just would, just makes me upset. You're the best kept secret in town. Mm-mm. I, I want us to be known all over town. I don't want to be on the news, but I want us to be known, which we were last year. I want to be known all over town. And uh, I want liberty, I, I want to have a good name. And uh, thank the Lord it does. You know, you hear people all the time, yeah, we rode your bus or you made our kid ride your bus or whatever. Um, as you leave, you have those cards, Stephen, uh, about the youth conference. So if y'all want to grab one of those as you leave, I'd appreciate it. Well, thank y'all for putting up with me. I know you probably walked in the wrong room and felt kind and didn't leave. So God bless you. Have a good afternoon. You're dismissed.